yourself-ish, finding me time when there's no time. It's our final episode of series two and what an amazing guest to go out with. Maria Martin is a mum of one with another baby on the way and she's also the digital editor of Mother and Baby and Yours. Welcome, welcome back to Selfish and we have got a cracking guest for you today, guys. We have got the lovely Maria. This podcast is all about finding time for yourself when there is no time. Have you and how, oh my God, how do you as an editor and a mum and a pregnant mum at that, how do you find time for yourself? Any, I, I mean, I don't really have much time for myself. I think that's definitely true. Um, or especially, I felt it, especially towards the end of my pregnancy and trying to sort out a handover for work and things like that have been really tough. Um, so trying to get some time to myself whilst there's just no time in the day. There is no time in the day. You, you just have to find nuggets of, I, I feel like sometimes I am that typical meme on Instagram where I hide in the toilet just to get five minutes <laughs> all yes. done that. yeah I just need to do a poo <laughs> just to, even if I don't just to get an extra five minutes just to sit in there longer but then you still I still have my son on the door mummy mummy what are you doing what are I was going to say are you also that other meme where there's the hand that comes under the door you know <laughs> definitely definitely and I was just Bless saying you. that we've all of a sudden started potty training so to I, I don't want to close the door even more so every door is open so that he can see yeah. kind of and, and and learn from from what we do as well um but the days have been tough you know sort of up at six seven with the toddler and then straight into work um and even trying to navigate the morning's and trying to find some time in the morning is impossible because someone needs something and I'm always the person to know where it is. Um, I'm not always, it sounds a bit like, Oh, I, you know, if it wasn't for me, this house wouldn't, you know, wouldn't run. But sometimes I guess as a, as a mother, it does feel a little bit like that. Yeah. You know, I really empathize with we that. were just having that conversation off, off air today, which we won't share. We will spare our husbands our nags <laughs> and moans and rants about them because this is not anti-dads. This is... No, of course it's not. Isn't it anti-between ages, yeah. though? I did tell my near 13-year-old son that my life does not revolve around him, no matter what he thinks. So I'm just at that stage. But it does mean you can tell them. When they get older. A bit more. Yeah. Fourth, yeah, forthright with them about when they're a bit older. So there is a chance to vent your frustrations eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he's a bit of a teenager already, to be fair, because he's asking for things. Like this morning he was saying he didn't want to watch something. I needed, I, it's the first day of Matt Lee, I needed something. You feel guilty talking about what, making your kids watch TV, don't you? Like Not making them, but kind of putting on the TV. Yeah, it's yeah. like you have to justify TV. We were watching TV. It was great. But he chose what he wanted to watch. So I I don't want to watch this, Mum. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch another dinosaur thing again. <laughs> oh, um, God, yeah. See, I'm quite it's when they like Bess- really crappy programmes. Oh, yeah. Well, Betsy's going into like cooking things. Like she loves baking stuff and those uh, crazy American TV shows where they make cakes and to look like something else that like pizza. And uh, I kind of like that. I'm like, yes. Now, this is the telly I've been waiting for because... Uh, as yeah. much as I love CBBS, you know, 
I didn't love CBeebies. <laughs> you didn't love CBeebies? No, no it made me want to gouge my eyes out. And I really, really, I really loathed quite a few of the presenters. I feel really sorry for the presenters, actually, because at some sleep-deprived moments, I was quite aggressive to them. I know not to their faces because they weren't there, but to the screen. I think poor the lady who did the cooking show really Katie. did not like her. Katie, she did nothing wrong. She was perfectly lovely. But I did threaten to smack her with a frying pan. <laughs> 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 um, so no, I quite like now we watch Stranger Things and America's Got Talent and uh, this really weird programme on, Fl- on Netflix called Flinch where it's basically people who get things chucked at them and if they if they flinch, they get hurt. <laughs> and so that sounds weird. It's, it's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> people, it's brilliant. And if you're feeling really aggressive, watch it because there's always someone really annoying and then, then, then they get like hot candle wax spilt on them or chickens <laughs> eating seed <laughs> off their face. That sounds, that sounds like a... Interesting. I'm a horrible person, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, way to talk on Selfish about, you know, that self-care for us, for Amy and I, is nothing to do with bubble bath and face masks and all stuff like that. Finding time for yourself. Do you make it an active part of your day or your week Amy and I have learned this over that we're in series two now and we never used to do it. And yeah. now we're learning from all these wonderful people that we've spoken to. They actually schedule it into their, into their day. I'd never done that before. I would, I would, you know, I need to do the school run. I need to do this. I need to do that in my work and, and everything else and walk the dogs. But not one point in my day have I ever said, right, here is a slot for you to go and have a cup of tea with your feet up and not think about anybody else other than yourself. Do you do that? I don't think I'm as advanced as some of your other guests <laughs> who are professionals in certain fields. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the most I've done is put in time and have forced, not forced myself, but I've put in time to, to go swimming um, when they did open back up. So I sort of said, right, once a week I'm going to go swimming and whatever day of the week that is as well, I kept it really kind of chilled just not to put that pressure on myself. I think sometimes people put a lot of pressure on themselves to try to make time for themselves. And and I, I've just taken the approach of just go with the flow. And if it feels like things are getting too much, then I'll sort of take a time out. And my time out, my time outs at the moment are simply go to the supermarket by myself that's actually quite a treat which is a good one yeah but other ways other ways I have done it I was thinking about this before 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 chatting to you to you guys was um I uh, really really enjoy Mrs Hinch and kind of cleaning and decluttering and there's another Instagram uh, a brilliant lady um who's called declutter dollies on Instagram who's got a show with Stacey Solomon at the moment um where they come and declutter your well the, the show is about them decluttering your house um, and they declutter other people's houses. So just kind of finding time in lockdown to declutter and doing that by myself has been really therapeutic. You know, just get, going through an old drawer and decluttering, you know, the the papers that have been there for like five yeah. years that I just don't need anymore. Um, I don't have time to schedule things in. I wish I did. I feel like now I do. I'm on maternity leave, but I have yeah. a very short window before a new baby comes to to kind of get to that. Um, but no, I don't schedule it in. I wish hey. I, I wish I was that cool didn't we have a guest who was talking about exactly what maria was just saying about um decluttering was it It was gail it was gail haddock and um 
from Hustle and Fox. And I found that quite um, another sort of, I find all episodes quite eye-opening because everyone has a different vision. But I think it's really, what it made me realise was sometimes crossing something off your to-do list is actually just as important as taking time out to put your feet up. Because like we keep saying, self-care isn't just lying with cucumber on your eyes because I'm awful my, my husband we have we have we're unfortunately someone who has a hot tub in our garden so I'm sorry um but my husband loves it and he is really capable of sitting back and closing his eyes and relaxing whereas if I sit next to him I'm basically like right what can we do now we need to do this when we get out and we need to do this and then this needs to be done and this needs to be done and to me sometimes sitting in there isn't self-care because it's getting me really stressed about the stuff that I know if it's not done, it's going to make me feel worse. Whereas if I can just sit and think, right, that's the kitchen island is my biggest bugbear. It's the place where everyone dumps everything. And it really bothers me because it's the only nice room in the house at the moment. Um, So if I can tidy that out up, that's actually self-care for me because it makes me feel good to walk into the kitchen and there'd be a clear space. And I think Gail was talking about how she tidies the dressing table out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really, it's it's just a nice way to kind of, especially right now where there hasn't really been much to do, um, you find your own ways. So, so, so I'll just, yeah, I'll just sort of think, right, I've got to do that. I started making a hinge list and sort of following Mrs. Hinge a little bit, but then I was like, okay, this is not reasonable for me. I can't make a list every week and kind of stick to it. Um, but yeah, just sort of cleaning the house or decluttering and then eventually giving stuff to charity and having that lit that to-do list and then redoing the to-do list has been really has been really nice Um, I have to say I do like Mrs Hinch I didn't really know about Mrs Hinch until she shared one of my posts can you imagine that was I remember you saying pretty exciting you were really excited yeah Yeah, so she shared one of my posts and I was like oh my gosh Mrs Hinch has shared your post and now her friend Stacey Solomon's shared it so I was like oh I'll have a look and see what this is all about oh it's quite addictive isn't it all the little bits and bobs and uh I think they're really nice role models for the labeling yeah oh the labeling's brilliant I have a label maker I, I try to yeah I've got like the cable uh, tidies and um everything it's it's really it's just a nice you know it's more than just kind of cleaning and um you know decluttering your house it's just a, a it's just what you enjoy some people yeah you, there's so many people that enjoy just different things in life like you're talking about self-care and Fee, you always talk about self-care and self-maintenance and the difference between the two. And I find that so fascinating, right? Because self-care is so consumer-driven now. Yes. And then we get lost yes. into what actually makes us really, um, you know, what how to take care of ourselves. So when you think about, I'm talking about, oh, I declutter my house, some people may think, well, that's not really looking after yourself. But it is because I don't have time to sit and read a book at the moment. I sort of try and do it on audio books as much as I can if I'm going for a walk or what have you. But then if I'm, even if I'm going for a walk, I usually going for a walk with someone else. But, you know, so you just try and find your own ways to do that. Like I also really like painting my nails. That to me is self-care. If I sit there in an evening and paint my nails, I did that this weekend and I feel great about life nice um, you know nails. you're just <laughs> you, that makes me feel nice about yeah. myself Emma, um, I, I called you Emma then Amy we've not <laughs> spoken for, for so long <laughs> <laughs> hey Emma <laughs> hey, hey, hey Fiona <laughs> <laughs> Amy 
Amy's nails are one to follow on Instagram. Let me tell you, they have a life of their own, Amy's nails. They are, she has some incredible designs going on throughout the year. But I don't do them myself because ah, I can't. But it is your self-care, isn't it? It makes yeah. you feel amazing yeah. when you go and get them done. You feel well, it's also a, it's a rant as well or, or a chat. It's an hour out of my day that I book in and I speak to someone who I really enjoy talking to. So I've recently, um, the lady who used to do my nails and did them for about, oh gosh, I think she did them for about seven years. Um, she's had a change of career and to find someone else actually, it was so silly. It was really nerve wracking. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I appreciate I'm a bit of a Marmite person. And once I start talking, I'm a bit like, Bleh. and I thought this <laughs> poor girl, how is she going to cope with me rocking up and just talking at her for an hour? But <laughs> I find it really enjoyable but I think you're right Maria when you go back about um people's perceptions and the bandwagon of self-care which is always like we say cucumber and feet yes feet up is important but at the end of the day self-care is about recharging yourself and feeling good for you about yourself and that can be anything from going for a run to painting your nails to making sure you've got a nice notepad for your lists in. To me, doing my list, my rolling list for the week or the month in a nice notepad that I can cross off and I make sure I cross off things that I've already done sometimes. I write them and cross them off straight away. (laughs) Um, It's really important because it makes me feel I'm very achievement-driven and I I try really hard not to be, but I've lowered my expectations of my achievements and now do you know what – Today, I woke up and I was tired and I was grumpy and I came and I did a couple of bits that had been playing on my mind. But then I went and took the dog out for a walk around the castle and she's only a new dog. So the novelty of walking is still very much there. But it made me feel brilliant because I I wasn't looking at my phone because I'm too scared of her running off or getting lost or stolen that I am literally solely looking at my dog and by the way I will become a puppy bore in future episodes but um (laughs) it's because and that meant I switched off from worrying about everything else and to me that was what's recharging and so for you to tidy something up or do your nails if you're not focusing on the stuff that stresses you out but on the end results that's just as big isn't it really yeah people always talk about how like the crossover between like self-care and and mental your mental well-being as well and I always find Mm. that really really interesting um you know sort of think of self-care as for your like psychological physical and I I've always spoken about you know resting and looking after yourself is not just about sitting down and sleeping somebody would think it's oh it's just Mm. sleeping it's getting out and um helping your mind in any way that you can so so my me and my husband talk about this you know if we're going to go for a walk and do I don't know a hike you know five kilometers or whatever when we you know when I wasn't pregnant or whatever it is that is exercise that's exhausting but it's resting your mind yeah. and then mm-hmm. and then I think okay at what point especially after my my son was first pregnant uh, was first born um at what point do you go and seek further help because we talk a lot about self-care and how to look after ourselves but then at what point do you go okay I'm not I'm not doing so great right now and, and things aren't working I say that because what triggered into my head when you guys were talking was I haven't been able to sleep a lot lately so what I'll do is I'll put on headspace 
and there's mm-hmm. a 30 minute or yes you can put it on for, for 30 or 40 minutes or I think even an, an hour or two there's like different time limits to it and you can put it on for for however long you do I usually put it on for 30 minutes and I'll put it on and I'll just listen to it and I'll go to sleep and I feel lucky that I can go to sleep but I know friends and people who are who can't sleep and they need to seek medical help for it so it's sort of like what what stage do you do you go and, and seek help and how do you know that about yourself um especially after giving birth to my son um I didn't know that I needed help and so you're sort of just trying to survive yeah um and the triggers you know were sort of not wanting to look after myself and doing everything for my newborn and not thinking I'm gonna have a bath or whatever normal kind of self-carey things that you would think about yeah so I always find it interesting to kind of think to talk openly about you know going to seek that help I think is really really important if if you need it but how do you how do you acknowledge it as well I think Anna Matha on Instagram is brilliant I, I, Instagram has been oh, more like yes, my life yeah. at the moment Anna is brilliant she's doing so much to kind of be an advocate for um well she's a professional she's a psychotherapist you know kind of really speaking about how to help people and um yeah I, I think yeah going to try and see figuring out if you need help is a really big is a really big thing um and there's a lot of crossover between that self-care self-maintenance mental mental well-being um I've always tried to kind of go at what point do I need help you know um yeah I think to keep those conversations going is so important as well and I do think over lockdown and this you know awful kind of 18 months that everyone's been through I think one benefit from that is people are talking more about mental health and, you know, I know it's the whole, it's okay not to be okay, but it's gone further than that now. It's people sharing where to get support. It's people like, you know, you were just saying, openly telling you what you can do to notice the the trigger points, noticing about yourself. Because I think we've all been so busy rushing around before, we didn't have this time to think and stop and go, oh, hold on a minute when I'm not rushing around like, you know, crazy and doing everything and fitting football practice here and school runs here and nursery drop-offs there or, you know, you you don't have time to think about yourself and what's going on in your mind, do you? Because you're busy. But I think yeah. lately we've all had time to stop and, and think, hold on a minute, I'm not feeling okay, actually. Acknowledging the triggers, I think, is really important because we, we, you're completely right when you talk about the fact that when is the right time to seek help and when is... I think we lived in quite a society where everyone was saying it's okay not to be okay, but the not okay felt like a very far-off area to normal day-to-day life and day-to-day life cannot be okay and I think not having day-to-day life and then I don't know about everyone else but I felt like it's gone from nothing to everything again and so some days I've been feeling really low and really grouchy but I've been able to acknowledge it's because I've had no time to myself or actually I've been really busy and so I can acknowledge that trigger and I can think oh okay I just need to take some time for me but also I think people need to realize that it doesn't need to be a massive breakdown or um loads of really serious insomnia it could just be feeling awful and needing to unpick that a little bit and go either if it is something like acupuncture or just speaking to a friend and admitting you know I'm really tired because I'm not sleeping at the moment and I don't know why I'm not sleeping um that's okay you don't need to have had this massive 
thing happen to for you to seek help and I think at one point we thought we did and like Sophie says I do think that lockdown has allowed us to just admit it's shit and we need to talk about it definitely the first the when lockdown first hit last year and for for me and my family it was a lot of firefighting because my partner wasn't wasn't working and we, we were immediately kind of you know a salary down what were you going to do and a lot of firefighting it was just everything I feel like I went into like robot mode I'm going to do this I'm going to do that right we need to call freeze that bill and do this and that and then I think it got to September um and he was back at work for a little bit before the second before that November kind of in in England hit where we were locked down again but in September I I just went I'm not okay I'm I'm not good I've I've been pretending this whole time. Not not pretending, but just kind of robot mode. Yeah, just yeah. robot mode, just surviving, yeah. just trying yeah. to to get through it. And then in September, I was like, I'm not good. I need to talk about this more. And I would talk about it to my friends. I would talk about it to um my husband. And you know, some friends were at that stage where we're kind of like, okay, well, we, you know, just be positive. We want, we're just in that mode now where we just have to be positive about everything. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't just switch it off and just be like, okay, everything's fine. You know, everything's going to be good. And, um, and it goes back to, you know, what you were saying, Amy, about just, just recognizing the smaller triggers as well as the bigger ones, um, in hope that it doesn't get to that stage where, you know, it gets too much, um, and sometimes, but sometimes I even found it quite useful just to, just to say, well, if I did call the GP, what would I talk to them about? You know, and then maybe yeah. it was, it, maybe it's just a phone call to the GP just to say, yeah. I'm feeling really low. And it's not a waste of their time to go and see them if you're feeling that low that you feel you need to call the GP for you then to go in for them to say, look, it's okay. We'll support you. Um, and this is what we can do. And that just makes you feel better as well, just speaking to a GP or just listening to Anna Mather on Instagram or, or just listening to, you know, whatever avenue makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah, it's, it's a really, it's been, yeah, it's been a tough time for everybody. So do you, with you, you know, thank you for sharing and being so honest about, you know, when you first had a baby, are you worried about that this time round? Or do you feel that you are kind of now more mentally equipped to deal with those early days and how you're feeling? Do you think you'll recognise things a lot quicker? It 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 has come in, in peaks and troughs because I feel I have been equipped in the sense that I have had an, an experience and I've grown a human and I kind of know what that feels like and and I know that every pregnancy is different. So I've had kind of the ups and downs of pregnancy. And I, th I think it's only been towards the end, sort of even, yes, actually this weekend has been kind of a turning point because this is the first weekend I've actually thought about how much time I'll have for my son um, when new baby's here. And that scared me a little bit. Um, but in the last month, I think that the fear has been um, more about giving birth and how I how I'm absolutely terrified but then it, but then I'll be like but I'm fine because I and I try and think about my hypnobirthing and I follow Sophie yeah. Fletcher and I think she's amazing and kind of going to that mindset of affirmations and and just using the hypnobirthing to to look after my my mental state so that because the fear for me has been 
even the adrenaline of being excited scares me because yeah. I don't want that to be taken into into my my birth and um and kind of trigger things off in in the positive but still very adrenaline driven way so I've been really scared about giving birth uh, and really scared of, and this weekend's been the first weekend where I feel like I'm not going to have time for my son how I'm always trying to preempt that so I mentioned it to my to my husband he was like you've done it, you know you've sort of done it before try and channel that it's going to be difficult so he doesn't sugarcoat it which is which is nice because that's not what I need I don't need someone to kind of say to me look everything's going to be fine because that's not the truth you know we don't know what and how that journey is going to go down so we were talking about how you know that we just have to let it take its course and and that you're a strong person and you can get you know you will and you can get through so I'm going to be here to support you he sounds awesome He's really cool. He's very cool. But in terms of in terms of our son, he said you can't sit there and think about what might happen. Okay, so I I said okay, I understand that. But in my head, I'm kind of training my brain to prepare for that. So so by talking about it now, I feel like I'm kind of exercising my mind by opening up that conversation. And that's what this is all about: self care, discussing, and kind of preparing yourself not only just talking about what's happening to you and and when you need to get self-care, but also maybe preparing yourself for when and things might happen. That's what I've been doing in in just this weekend, kind of that's what's, it was like a a light switch just turned on and kind of thought, okay, well, I'm actually, this is a good thing. And I started to turn it into a good thing this weekend where it was, I'm thinking about how can I exercise my brain to talking about what might happen and is a, it's quite likely that it will happen because I'm going to be, feeding you know yeah in all hours of the night or what have you I'm going to be really tired I'm navigating to to two humans myself yeah. it's a lot to think about it's a lot to yeah. think about so the fear is definitely there and, and the way I've been dealing about it is just, just trying to talk about it um even though nothing's happening at the moment we're all quite happy and everything's fine <laughs> I love that I love that you're addressing it and I think that's a brilliant way of looking at self-care as well I think that's not spoken about enough is it I think you've hit the nail on the head in this in this episode really talking about how important our mental health is and you know just having those conversations with yourself and looking for triggers and knowing what what's going on is so incredibly important so also for people to be so honest with you as well not just to kind of if you're sharing something this has been quite a popular topic that I've seen floating around online and and talking to friends and stuff you know if you've when speaking to a friend and they're opening up about how they're feeling it's how do you react to that person talking to you so rather than just saying oh it's going to be okay well I don't want to hear that or most people don't want to hear that just just listen you know it's just about sort of listening to that person and letting them know that you're there for them as opposed to trying to offer solutions. And I think the younger me would have tried to offer solutions because that was, yeah. that's just the natural instinct of, oh, how that's do I help this person? That's what I do. <laughs> Whereas Amy is brilliant. If I'm having, like, I've had a really tough few months. We've lost lots of people, as you know, and it's been uh, horrendous. And um, Amy will just send me a message and go, how are you doing? And tell me, how really are you doing? I'm like, it's all shit. I hate it all. I don't know. I'm just, this is, a, you know, and she doesn't offer a solution. She's just saying, yeah, that sounds absolutely shocking. And I'm here, you know, I'm here. And I think that's, 
so much better than someone saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I hope it all gets better soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think yeah. that that feeling of hopelessness of wanting to fix it um, does sometimes um, make the person on the receiving end feel worse. I remember when my eldest, no, my youngest, oh my gosh, he didn't sleep for ever and I was surviving on probably average of four hours a night and people would say oh have you tried doing this or have you done this and part of me was I I managed to be polite 99% of the time and go oh yes I have tried that but I felt like saying I don't want a solution I want you to say oh my god that's awful or even even this too shall pass is fine because you know it will pass um, but I don't want someone to tell me to give them tomato soup before bed or to lie <laughs> with them. Have my book, or... Amy? <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. But, you know, I, I want just someone just to say to me... I don't say go give tomato soup before bed, just to clarify. <laughs> you know, I, I just, you just sometimes want someone to... Because that's when you get the mentality of, oh, maybe I, I'm not doing enough. Maybe I should be grateful I have a child that, you know, is vocal or I have a, chi- I have a child at all. Whereas actually... Yes, I am fully grateful, but you are allowed to say it is hard. I am struggling. Mm-hmm. And maybe if more people realised that they could say that without someone telling them how they could do it better, they feel like they weren't failing as much, if, if that makes sense. Even though they, that, that's not what people mean. When someone suggests it, they're definitely not trying to tell you you're doing something wrong yeah. or you're dealing with it incorrectly. But sometimes when you're tired and you're feeling vulnerable whether it's with a baby or with loss or with overload of work, sometimes you just want someone to acknowledge your feelings and tell you your feelings are valid, I think. Completely. It all ties in, though, um, Amy, you were saying about, like, validation and and then just showing that meme of um, some days it's sunny and some days it's not. It's, you know, you, you just need someone to talk to and you've got to find the right people because sometimes even your best of friends will say uh quote wrong the wrong thing yeah <laughs> and it's not that it's yeah. the wrong thing it's just you you sometimes you don't even know that you don't want to hear what they what their response is to what you're saying it's so weird how the mind works yeah but like yeah. someone just sitting there and listening to you and acknowledging um and that's a really hard thing to do especially when it's people you love and care about or even just someone that you don't know who's just opened up you know through lockdown I'm sure you've all had work colleagues or people that you don't know who have just overloaded. Like yeah. I've been in the supermarket, especially during lockdown when we could go to just, just about go to the supermarket. And I'd offload onto the cashier because one, I've only had a conversation with Theo the whole day, my husband and a toddler. And you're like, or, or I've just had a conversation with a toddler all day. And that's yeah. it. And you go to the supermarket and you're like, I just need to talk to this person. And if that person just listens to me, most of the time, <laughs> they just do. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's help. It helps. And it is knowing the right thing to say. I think what you was what you were saying before is perfect. Don't feel that you've just got to say it'll get better. It's okay. You know, just say I hear you, and that sounds awful. And what can I do? What can I do for you? What What do you need me to do? Do you want me to come for a walk with you, or are you just sounding off? Because Amy and I have a good old rant, and I feel ten times better. And I don't need her to do anything. I just need her to listen to me going blah blah blah. You know. I think that's sometimes all you need, isn't it? It's a good rant. 
I think um, Mark Lemon made some good comments on one of our previous previous episodes. He was talking about grief and he talked about how different people respond in different ways to your grief. And again, sometimes they do, they'll just turn up with food and you might not want them to turn up with food, um, but that's just their way of helping. And, and it's a real tricky balance because it's so lovely that someone wants to help but you shouldn't let your wishes always come second to making someone else, you know, because by, by them doing that, that's actually making them feel better rather than you feel better. So I think it, I'm really lucky that I have friends in various areas and in various parts of my life that I almost know instinctively who to go to, depending on yeah. what's wrong. So like in the morning, I have a couple of friends who will just get that, oh, message which is I just don't <laughs> want to get up today I'm just struggling with this or, or, or you know yeah. you've got your friend who you just need to be really angry with about really silly things like like someone not putting the shoes in the basket or like we were talking about earlier yes. the, um, yeah. we were having a bit of a rant about people who are ungrateful about dinner times and no one cares <laughs> and you really and um you really um you feel really it's a really silly, small, minor thing that you're fed up of repeating yourself, telling them to come down to dinner. But if you and some people will look at you going, oh, why did you get cross about that? You know, or they're just teenagers. That's what they do. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. You know, I, I, just, that. I want them to say, yes, it's shit that you sat yeah. there and you've na- you've had to yeah. nag because you don't want to be. Same with babies, though, isn't it? When you say, that, you know, I'm not they're not sleeping and I'm tired. Well, that's just what babies do. You wait till you get oh. toddler years and you're like, oh, thanks. That's really oh, what God, I wanted to hear right now. Don't you find everyone tells you each stage is worse? <laughs> yes, yes. I remember pregnant, that. When you're pregnant and you're not sleeping, well, wait till the baby comes then you really won't oh. I just remember even when I had a toddler having a meltdown in a swimming changing room and this woman came up and said, enjoy every minute because you won't have this for long. And I was like, I never want to do this again, to be honest. So, Go away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just everyone telling you. And I do see it as now I have older kids. I do think, oh, my God, it flew by. But it doesn't at all make me think, oh, I loved that stage where they used to wee on the floor of the changing rooms and then roll about in it and things like that. Because it's a hundred people watching. As you're going, please, can you just please, can you just do this? Because I'm going to lose my shit. (laughs) And then they'll judge me. (laughs) I was just going to say the same thing at the moment. The thing that has been said to me often is it's it's gonna go really fast and oh how grown up is your son at the moment and I just don't want to hear how quickly it's gonna go right now I know that time flies I just don't want to hear it but so you just grin and like nod and smile or like this weekend I'm um you know you're glad to see people and and, and have been in in a couple of social occasions and as soon as someone sees that you're pregnant they're just like oh, how far along are you? You know, the question. And it's great. It's lovely. But then one woman said to me, um, she said, uh, make sure it doesn't come out today at a party. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I, you know, you were saying how, how you keep really calm. On this occasion, I actually turned around and I was like, really passive aggressive. I was like, I don't even have a choice. Like, I don't have a choice. Just turn around. I don't have a choice. I'm actually really disappointed that you haven't gone into labour during our podcast because this would have been... <laughs> Like this would just go viral. This would be amazing. Can you try? Oh, no. You've got to <laughs> save try, it yes. for a shop. Well, I no, I had one person. Waitrose. 
<laughs> Just waiting for it to free shopping free shopping for a year from Waitrose oh, is that actually true though because it used to be mother care as well didn't it if you went into labour in mother care that you would get a year's supply or something like that and then they used to no, just I think they probably just send you a gift <laughs> I don't ring in mother they care they'd probably just be really cross that they have to mop the floor to be honest knowing the local mother care we had <laughs> oh do you know what is it has been an absolute joy speaking to you and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and for being so honest and I think you're gonna you know your honesty is gonna help so many mums who were going through pregnancy I mean pregnancy in a very different times as well isn't it it's not normal at the minute it's all a little bit strange so thank you for coming on and sharing your amazing words of wisdom oh thanks for having me it's been a real honor I know you've had lots of amazing people on who are real professionals in in you know in this field and I feel really honored to to have come on and thank you thanks for having me it's been great it's been real fun talking to you both we wish you every luck with your new little one and uh, can't wait to see those pictures on Instagram and uh, we'll we'll watch your timeline over the next few weeks and promise that we won't keep asking the question that every pregnant mother hates, have you had the baby yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, I was about to say, no, you guys can ask that though, that's okay. It's funny how people react to different people, isn't it? <laughs> oh definitely thank you you for listening to selfish we hope you've enjoyed all of the episodes as much as we've enjoyed recording them we're going to have a short break for summer and we'll be back in september with some amazing guests do pop us a follow on instagram at selfish podcast uk